you found a message that was delivered at Living Streams Community Church in McCordsville, Indiana. We are praying the time you invest hearing God's Word encourages you in your walk with Jesus and inspires you to share Him with others. If you want to learn more about us or send us a prayer request, visit our website, livingstreamscc.org. Thank you for listening. Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Thessalonians. We're going to start into chapter 3. It's the last chapter of 2 Thessalonians and the second to last next level message uh, that we've got for you. Pastor Isaiah will take you the rest of the way next Sunday so you can pray for him there. Uh, So we've been looking in these great books, uh, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, for strength for today and hope for tomorrow. And we've been doing that since January. And so I hope since the uh, beginning... Uh, of the year, you found them helpful uh, to live your life as a child of God in these interesting days that we're living in. Let's read Second Thessalonians chapter three, verses one to five. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word this day. We never want to miss an opportunity to do that, Lord. It is a treasure for our lives. And so we ask you today to use it for our good and your glory in our hearts. And we'd be able to hear your voice, be lifted up, encouraged, strengthened, and sent out for your kingdom. Pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. So I got a message for you titled Next Level Progress. Uh, Back in 1998, when we moved into our home, uh, we began to uh, mark on the doorposts of our kitchen how much our kids had grown every year. Uh, You know, and so we've got these marks still today uh, of those. And it always amazed me when like one of them would shoot up like three, four inches in 12 months. I'm like, how does their body handle all of that kind of stretching. Um, and then there was always that, that year that came when it, it started to slow down, you know, and then eventually stop, and we stopped marking. And I think all of them were excited that they stopped growing. Here's a picture of, of Garrett, uh, my second son, his growth chart. Um, so he stopped growing in 2010, 10 years ago. And I don't remember if it was because he stopped growing or because we ran out of room on the doorpost. But anyway, we stopped marking it uh, there. Our son Gavin, he has the record of the Rubel children from growing the most in 12 months at four and a quarter inches. uh, Never to be broken again in our house. Anyway. Well, there's been a lot of areas that have come up since January that are areas for us to, to grow in, to, to make progress in our spiritual life. You know, and sometimes when you look through God's Word at, at your own life, um, you kind of get this sense, but you know, I'm not where I started, but wow, do I have a long way to go. 
you know. It, the, the next level for me seems like this really giant step. But what we have to realize is spiritual growth isn't like physical growth. It's hard to get a marker out, you know, and kind of mark your progress, you know, based on what God's Word says about following Jesus. And, and in fact, the more you grow, the more you go, man, I got, I got so much farther that I, that I need to go in this spiritual life thing. Uh, so sometimes growing in Christ actually feels like the opposite of, of what you're doing. You know, so there, instead of strength, you feel weak. Instead of uh, faith, there's doubt. And, and instead of courage, there's fear. Well, in these opening verses of chapter 3, and, and the beginning of Paul closing out this, this letter, he describes some activities of the Christian life. And they're going to give us some marks that we can look for that show we're making progress with God. And if we can see them in our lives, we know we're making next level progress regardless of what it feels like. All right, so verses 1 and 2, there's the first mark there. It's participating in mission. Now, so Paul makes two prayer requests there. One of them is that God's word would speed on ahead of them and be honored. And then the second one is that they would be delivered from wicked and evil men. Because not all believe. So those are his, his two, re, two prayer requests. So making progress in, in life with God is going to show up in how we participate in the mission of God. I mean, that's what he's doing. Growing his kingdom. Spreading the gospel into the unbelieving hearts of the world. He's, he's all about doing that. And it's a mark of your progress when, when you begin to see that mission show up in your life. And the first place that it shows up is your prayer list. Your prayer list. Being able, being able to pray for people to believe in Jesus and receive him into their lives. Now when, when someone has yet to do that, or they think they have done that, but their lives show that they're not really living under the rule and reign of God. The very first thing that you need to do for them is pray for them. Is pray. When, it, when it's somebody who's never heard about Jesus, we want to pray the word of God speed on ahead so that they can know who he is and what he has done. All of us can do this. All of us can participate in mission in this way. Praying God's word on ahead. I love that. Speed ahead. Rapid advance. Let's pray that. By the power of the Holy Spirit, pray that word of God into homes and families and neighborhoods and schools. You know, pray it into government offices and police stations. You know, pray it on ahead. We can all do that. I always picture Genesis 1-2. You know, when the earth was formless and empty and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, getting ready to create something amazing. I pray that prayer for, for uh, this community, for our church, that the Spirit of God would be hovering over this place. He'd be hovering over McCordsville, over the surrounding communities, all these neighborhoods, working on hearts, preparing them, tilling the soil to be good soil to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should be praying that prayer. It's where we start when it comes to participating in mission, praying the good news on ahead of us. Jesus needs to be known. And then Paul says he also asked that the word would be honored. And that's where, where, where we go next. You know, not only do we want to have Jesus' name known everywhere, but we want every heart and every life to honor him in, in their life. So we pray that hearts will be receptive to be hearing about the good news 
of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And that people would trust him. That they open up their heart and life to him. That's what, that's what John chapter 1 says. That, that people who believed in his name and received him into their life, he gave the right to be called children of God. Believe and receive. There's your prayer. That's what we want to pray. What we want to see happen in the lives of people that we love and are aching for is a spiritual happening. And prayer is the first thing we have to do to see them come to faith in Christ. It's a spiritual happening. We can't forget that. You know, we should be praying for India. You know, they are getting just hammered with COVID. I saw yesterday that in 24 hours they had 400,000 cases. And there's no medicine. And there's no oxygen. Pastor Maquan stopped by the house and he told me about his nephew that passed away um, just recently. And uh, he, had, he worked in a hospital and, and uh, he got COVID. Three days later he died. He has two small girls. And their hearts are broken. And he said that most of his family in India has COVID. And they, don't, they can't help them. They're helpless except for prayer. And so we need to be joining Pastor McQuan in that prayer for his family and for the Indian people. But you know what he would also want us to join him in a prayer for? Even more than healing, protection, and mercy when it comes to COVID. He would want us to be praying that Jesus' name would be known everywhere in India. That there wouldn't be one member of his family that didn't know Jesus and trust them. He would want that would be a more in a when it comes to priority in Maquan's life and what he would want us to pray for. He would want us to pray for the spiritual happening before the physical happening happens. We have to start thinking about that. A prayerless mission is a powerless mission. We have to remember that, and this is one way we can all participate in what God's doing, and that's pray. Now, implicit in Paul's prayer request is the next way that we participate, and that is we go. We go. We actually participate in the advancement of the gospel by taking it to the people ourselves. People who don't know Jesus don't care about him. You know, so when we're praying we, we, for the word to advance, for it to be honored, we also pray that, God, if you could use me in answering that prayer, use me. I'm available. I'm available. And now, so when you think about going... Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go to another country. I mean, you might just need to go to work or go to school. You might just need to go to the backyard and talk to the neighbor. Go to Meyer. You know, wherever it, the opportunity might show up. Maybe, maybe God will give you an opportunity to go to another country. You know, for a few days and be part of what he's doing there. Spreading the name of Jesus. Telling people about him. Maybe... God will call you to actually go live in another country. You know, as part of answering this prayer. What a privilege that would be. Let me ask you a question this morning. If God called you to go, would you go? You know, there's a prayer in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. It says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here am I, send me. You know, when I was a new believer, and I was enjoying this relationship with Jesus and, 
And, you know, my worship was alive and I was just thanking him. I could see his grace in my life all over the place. I was afraid to pray this prayer. I was afraid of what he might ask me to do if I said I was willing to go. <laughs> I mean, if I made myself available, I risk moving from my house. I risk my career that promised a good living for hard work. And I, I, I risk being in a place that did not have air conditioning and clean water and a language that I could understand and a McDonald's that was readily available. Just keeping it real. This is where I was. Eventually, I got up the courage to pray that prayer. Here am I. Send me wherever you want. And, you know, the Lord did indeed ask me to leave my career. And he, he did indeed call me to take the stuff that I thought was, was, was life and put it in his hands. You know, Jesus said, this is what I had to trust. Jesus said, you know, you, your life is not found in the abundance of your possessions. And so we trust Jesus with those things. Because there's not life in there. There's, there's no life there. And then he did indeed ask me to go. 1998, he called me to go to Brazil on a short-term mission trip. He did it again five years later. And he did it again five years later. And then he called me to go to McCordsville from New Palestine. And then he called me to go to Honduras. And then he called me to go to India. And I believe that call will come again, even if it's not safe to go to India. Because I keep praying, here I am, send me. You know, a week ago at Secret Church, we were asked in, through prayer to make ourselves available to this mission to reach the unreached people of the world, the people who have never heard Christ, don't have a way to hear about Christ. And he said, you know, place your hands out in, in, in prayer and offer yourself. And so I did. I, I, uh, I offered myself and said, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. So Pastor Isaiah, no, I'm just kidding. God did not call me to go any farther than he already has called me to go. Yet. <laughs> Are you available to, to participate in mission? You know, think about that. Where do missionaries come from? Right here. This is where he calls. We're the ones who know him. We're the ones who... Have that relationship with Jesus. And there's people out there who don't even know his name. Who are looking at an eternity without him. It makes absolutely no sense for God to run it all through a few people who have the gift of evangelism. This is for anybody who would walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Now, it's also a mark of progress in this mission that we begin to face opposition because we're wanting to share. Paul prayed that, that they would be rescued from wicked and evil people who oppose the mission. Anytime God gets moving with his word, with his mission, and he starts using you, Satan will try to oppose, even from well-meaning people. Do you know where the fastest growing church is in the world? I thought China. It's actually Iran. Listen to this from Open Doors USA. In 1979, there was an Iranian revolution which established a hardline Islamic regime. So over the next two decades, all Christian missionaries were kicked out of the country. Evangelism was outlawed. Bibles in Persian were banned and soon became scarce and pastors were being killed. 
Many feared the small Iranian church of roughly 500 believers would wither away and die. But the exact opposite has happened. Despite all of this hostility from the late 1970s until now, Iranians have become the Muslim people in the Middle East who are most open to hear the gospel. And as a result, more Iranians have become Christians in the last 20 years than in the previous 13 centuries put together since Islam came to Iran. And so today, there are hundreds of thousands, some say more than a million Christians in Iran where it is illegal to believe, it is illegal to meet together, and you get thrown in prison and you die, and all these people come from a Muslim background. I wanted you to meet some of them. So I've got a video to show you of some believers in Iran sharing about their life. It's all subtitled, so just to let you know. Yeah, those are some next-level believers, aren't they? It's amazing how the Lord is working in Iran. Do you have any of these progress marks in your life with God? Participating in mission with prayer and offering yourself? in the face of potential or real opposition. Anything there? It's not just for pastors and missionaries. It's for anybody who's following Jesus. You know, and I say this morning, if you feel like you're kind of stuck in your life with God, like like it's kind of lifeless, like you're not really going anywhere with Him, start praying for missions and offering yourself as an answer to that prayer and God will take you to another level, I promise. He will not waste a willing heart. Paul begins verse 3 with a little conjunction. But. He says, not all people have faith, but the Lord is faithful. So in that little word, there's big meaning. Everything we do in this life with God comes from Him. We depend on Him. A next level mark of progress is deepening independence on the Lord. He is faithful. And if we offer ourselves to Him, He's going to lead us to places that are bigger than us. Places that if we go, we're going to have to depend on Him. And as we know, it happened to the Thessalonians. You know, when they believed and they started following Paul's teachings and they started sharing about their new faith, persecution came from friends, people in their former synagogue, from family, from government officials, and who knows who else. But in spite of all of that, they kept pressing on. They, they kept believing in their new faith. And what happened was they became examples to everybody in their town. And then beyond that, to their whole region of Macedonia. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 tells us an amazing example that was just ringing out from how they were living their lives for Christ. How did it happen? Depending on the Lord. Depending on the Lord. Paul says that God would strengthen them. That he would protect them. And then he had confidence in the Lord that they would continue to follow him. They would continue to follow what they'd been taught. So it's all in the Lord. You know, so this is, this is one of those markers, this deepening dependence. It kind of runs counter to how we think uh, in, in our lives. You know, As my kids grew up and we were marking the posts, you know, they're getting taller, they're growing up, they're getting older, they're getting more and more independent. And eventually, some of them got so independent... They moved out. And they start taking care of themselves. You know, and, and they don't even call me. 
And I, I think that, you know, every parent hopes to see their, their kids do that, at least in, in our culture, but not so with our Heavenly Father. He, he does not want us to, to grow up and grow up and grow away from Him and be more independent. He's wanting us to become more and more dependent on Him as we grow in this life. And so that can feel like, man, I need God. I, I need His strength. I, I'm, you know, I'm not growing. I'm getting worse. But God knows, knows different. He knows that we are made of dust. He knows left to ourselves, we go live a lives for ourselves and, you know, and, and just trying to fulfill our own selfish desires. He knows that we cannot accomplish what he wants to accomplish unless he does it through us. His power working in us and through us. He knows that. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do... Oh, you guys know that verse. You can do nothing. You know what abide means, right? Rest. Remain. Linger. If you want to be faithful to God in your life, you need to depend on him For his strength. You want to be part of the mission? You depend on him for his protection. You want to love your family with the agape gospel love, that selfless, self-sacrificing kind of love? You need to depend on Jesus to bear that fruit in your life so you can do that. You want to have a heart that stops hurting from injuries that have been done to you in the past from other people. It's a long process of depending on the Lord for His healing in your heart. There's no heart doctor, no psychiatrist who's going to help you with the heart hurts that you carry around except Jesus. Got to depend on Him for that. If you want to not lose hope, not give up on people, not hold on to unforgiveness, you need to dive deeper into God. You need to lean harder on Him to keep you looking up, keep you loving, and keeping your accounts short with people. It's all in the Lord. If you want to make next level progress, it's all in Him. A deeper dependence on Him. You know, next week, our family... Uh, Lori and Lucy and my mother-in-law, Jerry, we're going to take a quick trip to Texas. So we're going to leave on Thursday and go down and see my new daughter-in-law, Megan, graduate from TCU and spend a couple days with her and my son, Gavin. Um, So we're looking forward to that. Now, in the good old days when you took a road trip, you used to get this book out that had page for every state in the United States and it had all the roads mapped out on for every state and then you would sit down and you'd figure out how you were going to get from here to there I mean that's kind of amazing don't you think now you know I'm going to get in the car on Thursday morning at a really early hour and I'm going to put in an address in Alito Texas and it's going to route out for me uh, you know, how to go, and I'm going to press go. And then it's going to tell me, you know, where to turn, every turn, and it'll alert me that a turn is coming up. And it'll even tell me where the traffic problems are and where the police are on the road ahead. 
It also tells me the real-time speed limit for most of the road. You know, and it'll give me an ETA, an estimated time of arrival. And, uh, you know, it'll, it, it takes all the pressure off driving 10 miles an hour or, or 5 miles an hour over because it really doesn't make a difference in the ETA. It's just, you know, peaceful driving. All of this on my phone. When I get to Alito, Texas, I'll be able to use my phone to go anywhere I want to go. I'll look, look up the ice cream shop and it'll point me to all the ice cream shops and show me how to get there and it'll even tell me how busy it is. Wow, this is some next level progress. You take my phone away over the next few days and I'm going to be stuck. I mean, I'll be lost in Alito. I won't be able to go anywhere. <laughs> but with an address and a decent cell signal, I'm dependent on my phone. You know, in fact, when we get back, I'll miss it. <laughs> you know, it, it tells me things that I don't know. We've been driving around here. That's the kind of dependence we're talking about. Without, without God, without Him giving us all we need for this life that we're living in Him, we're stuck. We're blind. We're lost. In the Lord, there is strength for difficult days. In the Lord, there is peace for scary times. In the Lord, there is courage to walk by faith. In the Lord, there is confidence that He will get you through. On your own, there is fear, worry, isolation, disobedience, and self-preservation. In the Lord, you can go where He wants you to go. You can say what He wants you to say. You can do what He wants you to do. Next level progress is more dependence, not less, as we grow in Him. Verse 5, Paul sounds like he's ready to sign off again with another blessing, but he tells us another mark of progress. It's really soaking in victory. May God direct your hearts to his love and the steadfastness of Christ. You know, I was thinking, if your Christian life is easy, you're doing it wrong. I mean, walking by faith is hard. Obedience is hard. Surrender, sacrifice, giving beyond your ability, praying with tears, hoping with tired eyes, waiting with patience, struggling with temptation, repenting of sin. These things are hard. And then you consider the war that we're in with the enemy, you know, and how he attacks us, the resistance we feel when we start getting serious about growing in the Lord. Discouragement comes. And then we just live in this fallen world, right, where bad things happen to people every day. How do we keep going? How do we make progress? Soak. In victory. Paul, Paul says, he directs their, that the, he asks that the Lord would direct their hearts to two places of victory the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. 
So when times of discouragement come, when times of fear and doubt, depression, anger, conflict, isolation, the way to break through that, the way to keep going through that is to soak in the love of God. I mean, it's such a familiar thing, isn't it? You know, that God is love, He loves us, but we forget it so easily. (laughs) So much so that Paul's like, direct their hearts to the love of God. He is the almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth. He's our heavenly father. You know, you're, I think it was Max Lucado who said, your picture is on his refrigerator. He loves us. When our voice is telling us we're, we're failing, he says, you're my child. When the Satan's voice says, you should be ashamed of yourself, God says, I have it covered When our friends let us down, when they they leave us out, when our family becomes our enemies, when our circumstances knock us down, God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. You are my child. I'm singing over you a song with gladness. So in difficult days, it is a mark of progress that we run to our Heavenly Father and we soak in the victory of being His child. That is who we are. We go into his presence and we're reminded there of who he is, what he's done, and we let him hear our tears through our prayers. That is progress in your life with God. It's also progress. It's a mark that we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame. His, our worst day, doesn't even compare to that, what he did. I love the word that Paul uses there, steadfastness. It's so pregnant with meaning. I like saying that too. It's pregnant with meaning. You could substitute the word dedication there. Paul's saying, let your heart be directed to the dedication of Christ. Look how dedicated he was to his Father to do his will. Fix your eyes on Jesus and to help you take another step you know, on your path. You could substitute the word determination. You know, Let your hearts be directed to the determination of Christ. He was so determined to pay the price for your sin when it would be so easy for him to not have. He did it anyway. He was determined to have you. So we fix our eyes on Jesus and his determination to love us and die for us. And when we do that, it helps us stick to our path. You could use stubborn persistence, resoluteness, commitment, dependability, trustworthiness. All of that is included in steadfastness. So we look at Jesus We look at what he accomplished for his father and for us. And it's a mark in our life, in our walk with, with God, that we find our motivation to worship him by looking at the steadfastness of Christ. When it gets hard and we look at him going up that hill with the cross on his back, we just, he went farther from me. I can take another step. I can keep going. And we're going to end the service celebrating the Lord's Supper, which is actually a really great way to soak in victory. 
It's a really great way. It's a special meal of bread and cup. Visible reminders of what? The love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. And so, are you making progress in your life with God? Next level progress. Do you see any of these marks? Participating in the mission. Deepening independence on God. And soaking in this every day. His love. Christ's perseverance. 